Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm so pleased to welcome back to The Morning Show Dr. Peter Zellis. He is a clinical psychologist and has been doing a series of YouTube videos about COVID-19 and mental health, and uh, I'm just really grateful to have you back, Dr. Zellis. Thanks so much for speaking with us this morning. Emily, it's a great pleasure to come back. So you're, I should have said, you're based here in the Twin Cities, and so you have a unique perspective living here in the Great White North and dealing with winter and the pandemic and politics and so much that's going on in the world right now. So talk to us a little bit about how you're helping people to uh, make it through these times. Yeah, right. You know, the, the, the big subject I'm thinking a lot about these days is that of psychological resources for coping because people are so depleted right now uh, in their resources to cope, that to maintain perspective and maintain a sense of hope about what's going on is becoming different the longer, the difficult the longer this is going on. And we're, you know, what, nine months or so into the, into the pandemic. So, I, so it was funny because I noticed a couple of months ago that I hadn't changed my outgoing message that said, for the next couple of months, I will probably be seeing people uh, online, uh, <laughs> a lot more than a couple of months. Yeah. Uh, this was a very, very, very long process. So uh, much longer than any of us hoped for. And people are really, uh, really, really, really getting depleted from trying to cope with it, maintaining their, uh, all of these hygiene rules that we're trying to follow around washing our hands and maintaining social distance and wearing masks. And, you know, people are happy to do that for a while, but eventually they get pretty tired. Yeah. Yeah just about enough of it and have a difficulty time with it. Um, one of the interesting concepts has been, we've been talking a lot about recently has been uh, a, the part of the pandemic fatigue in general has been decision fatigue. Uh, some of my students brought up to me this topic that all of a sudden simple decisions that we normally don't give much thought to are taking on tremendous medical and moral weight. And I'm talking about decisions like, should I go to the grocery store or not? Uh, becomes this very, very difficult decision. Before it would have been a snap decision. Sure, I'll go and get whatever I need. Right now it feels like, do I want to go? Do I want to risk exposing myself or exposing my family again? How many times should I do this? What am I doing to the community by being involved in this way? Amazing how much more difficult it is uh, just to have to make those simple decisions every day. Yeah. Really worn out. Yeah, it's amazing when when I think about going to the store. For the first several months I didn't go at all to the store. Uh and then when I finally started going to the store over the summer, I you know, I think I always paid attention in the past about rush hour time, you know, you don't really want to be at the grocery store at 5 p.m. or at noon on a Saturday for instance. And now there's yeah. just no way I would ever go. I mean, there's just nothing that could make me go to the store during a busy time like that, you know? And so I, I mean, it is, you're just like, do I really need to go today? And in some ways that slowed my down, slowed life down for me in positive ways, but in other ways, it really does kind of cripple you to have to think so hard about something so simple. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And that, and it's interesting, that moral part of it, and is, are we being virtuous yeah. Um, or not. Oh, with, yeah. with going to the store and wearing masks. I, uh, you know, like probably a lot of people, I forget my mask half the time. I've got a million <laughs> of them around me and I'll, I'll walk into the store and I suddenly realize, oh my gosh, I don't have my mask because people are looking at me so um, with such anger because uh, <laughs> I don't have my mask on. It, it, and 
And I'm sure, as I've done myself, they're deciding what kind of a horrible person I am that I've not done this. Uh, and I think, no, I'm one of the good people. I'm really trying to wear my mask. And I run out and get my mask and come in. Uh, but uh, the, the younger uh, students I have refer to this as virtue signaling, you know, oh, that, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're giving out these messages about that kind of thing. So it's really, it's kind of, kind of curious just how, how difficult it is. The other part about coping with this, I think a lot about is this ability to get uh, and stay in contact with people on a regular basis. Because a year ago, if people were talking to me about getting together for dinners and happy hours and social gatherings, I'd say, boy, there's nothing better than you can do than that. Humans need to connect. It's the most important thing that we do. We're probably born to connect. Maybe as our, our uh, primary purpose as a species is to connect with other people. And now to do that is not virtuous right. at all. And uh, there's all these uh, strong feelings about, about getting together with people and just how dangerous uh, it is. So that becomes this big decision. After, after decades in practice, one of my, I, you know, I love people, they're my species, but my motto has always been never underestimate people's ability to fool themselves. And during this time when everybody is getting tired, it's easy to start um, kind of not letting the rules apply to us. Mm-hmm. I feel like, well, it's probably all right if I go to this gathering. It's probably all right if I go into the house with this one time. Yeah. If I, you know, just, I, you know I'm going to go to this restaurant and have this dinner. You know, I just, there's nobody there. I'm sure it'll be fine. And maybe it will. Um, you know, actually the greatest uh, chance is that it probably will be okay, but um, it could well not. Uh, we, don't, we don't know the percentages. You can't see the virus hanging in the air. You don't know how much of it are we inhaling, you know, whatever's going on. So it's easy to, especially after all this time, to start to fool ourselves. Yeah, and now that there's a vaccine too, it, I was so eager to just believe, okay, everything's going to get better. And it's still just going to be a little bit of a haul, isn't it? It is. It's, uh, just distributing this and getting it out is, is turning out to be a much bigger deal than we thought it was. I'm in a lot of contact with uh, in the hospitals where I'm on staff or pharmacies that I work with uh, around here where people, you know, they're signing up to be places to, to give the vaccine, but they can't get any. So um, that's, that's been a very slow thing. But, but yeah, just the presence of it makes it feel like Oh, it's better. We're we're moving out of this. It's not done if you don't have both shots of vaccine and you haven't waited another at least another week or two afterward. Um, it is going to take some time um, for this for this to occur. So, you know that that leads me to the the other area that has certainly been on my mind a lot, and that is people's response to um, science about this. Because the phrase we hear a lot of times is you know trust trust the science, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, I do, but the problem is, what exactly is the science on this? It's it's evolving, and it's changed. And at various times, you'll hear different things from people about what the science is about this, and people will have differing opinions about it. The fact is that science naturally evolves and adjusts as we get more information. And what was true a month ago might not we might not feel as strongly about it. But there's a few things to really rely on because the science of managing is not changed since the 
since the early 1900s. Building vaccines is, is you know, of course, has changed, but and developed as a science. But the things that we do are exactly the same as they were for the flu in, in 1918. Keep distance, wear a mask, wash your hands. You know, those things, and they make a huge difference. And if we ever needed a reason to believe that, the answer is right in front of us with the 2020-2021 flu season. Almost no getting the flu. Yeah. Um, it's amazing between the number of people who got vaccinated, which was great, but mostly people are keeping social distance, wearing masks and washing their hands. If you do that, you're much less likely to get a flu or a cold. Right. As well as COVID-19. So there you go. You know, that, it, that, that, is the, that is the greatest proof of all uh, if we ever needed one. So, yes, indeed. so it's, still, it's low tech, isn't it? That's the thing we need to continue to do is the next few months until we all get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's correct. I'm speaking with Dr. Peter Zellis. He's a clinical psychologist here in the Metro. And Peter, I'm curious, um, uh, what are some resources for people who might be struggling right now? Well, there's a few different, you know, really great resources that are out there. Um, one of them, uh, you know, at the top of the list is for people who are really struggling as they should uh, get in contact with a professional. Uh, if, they're, if they're finding themselves really preoccupied with anxiety and getting more and more sad and down in the dumps and depressed, uh, they should definitely uh, be calling someone to help them with this. And your primary care physician, usually someone who can give good names. There's lots of wonderful people out there. We have a one thing is we have a great community for mental health. We have a lot of great mental health providers here. Uh, so that's one of them. There's a lot of great resources on the web that talk about this. Uh, uh, I know this psychologist in St. Paul has put together a list of, uh, or put together a couple of videos uh, that I have put out uh, that are available <laughs> for people who are interested in COVID-19 and mental health. And those are available on YouTube. I'm not the only one. A lot of people are are doing this so if you if you look that up and, and get uh, you know get right into it you'll find all these great resources on the web that are very helpful you know, I think it's all the other thing is making contact with people socially as much as we can you know we want to have physical distance uh, but still maintain social relationships because that's so important we really need that and getting together and talking and sharing about uh, what our difficulties and our struggles are is what humans do that really helps us so that's one of the main things we have to do. Well, Dr. Peter Zellis, clinical psychologist, th- so grateful for your time again, and I uh, appreciate everything you had to say today. It's a joy to talk to you. Thanks for having me.